0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. This is the weekend edition. We have a very special show for you today. We have a great guest. He's a repeat guest. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. On today's show, we're talking about negotiation and specifically the importance of demonstrating flexibility in negotiation. George is a master when it comes to negotiation, having taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years. Listen to my conversation with George Ross.
1: Good evening, George.
2: Hi, Victor. How you doing? I'm very well. Looks all pretty flawless tonight. The jacket is sure. I'm impressed.
1: <laughs> Been in Zoom meetings all day with investors and various things.
2: Investors are always good.
1: I have your book open on my desk here. <laughs> We're actually deep in uh, negotiation right now. Um, one of the questions for tonight on our Colorado Springs project. Great,
2: good. That's a good project. There, that should be a, should be a real, you know, winner. But long, long period of time. Don't rush it.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a legacy project for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's good. It's uh, it's good. It's got many variables to it, which is wonderful. It's not tied to one particular project, one particular type of uh, property, one type of investment. It's plenty of land. It's it's got they've got everything going for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, George, let's start with something that is straight out of your book. I have it open on my desk, not just for tonight's call, but also because we're actually even ourselves deep in a negotiation, and we'll get to that a little bit later in in tonight's uh, proceedings. But let's start with something that is straight out of your book. You talk about using flexibility as a strategic tool. Where often when we think about being flexible in a negotiation that could be seen as a sign of weakness, and there's a bit of a nuanced approach here in terms of when and how to be flexible and to use use that, in fact, to come f- to come from a position of strength.
2: Well, yeah, but I, I think you're wrong. I, I don't never never talk about being flexible as much as being open to additional ideas, which might make a better deal or make the deal make the deal work. So it's just, uh, it's sometimes you can substitute something for something else. So you can substitute money for time. You can substitute time for money. You can substitute people for uh, not having the same people. So it's it's keeping an open mind. I think that if, if that's what you're talking about, or I, I was referring to being flexible, keep an open mind that everybody has in doing a transaction has some weakness or something that they will respond to. So you should, what I was trying to get across is that's what you have to work that work on that what they respond to. Maybe they have emotional situation. Maybe it's a question of dollars. Maybe it's a question of time, find out what the basis of of their need is and use that as a lever to get the best, the best transaction you can.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I mean, oftentimes we see something written in a document, and you read the words in black and white, but don't necessarily understand the intent behind that language. And and, right, and that's
2: even worse now that you have uh, the the, uh, the calls. In other words, you have emails, right? Because you can't read behind an email. So, for example, if you read my right back said, "That's a great idea." Maybe they say maybe that they're 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 criticizing and they say that, they're saying that's a great idea. You, you don't get the intent you don't get the inference, the intonations. You don't because you look at the words, you read them the way you want to read them, not necessarily the way the person that wrote them wanted them read.
1: Absolutely, absolutely it's very misleading. So, can you give an example? Maybe just can help unpack this a little bit more. Everybody has everyone that's involved in a transaction has some motivation.
2: If you understand what the motivation is you can you can relate to it. Some people it's more important that they have a lot of money, others that they have prestige, others that they have time, others that, so it's, it's a question going what what makes the deal work for them In other words if I, I very often I had a, somebody submitted a transaction and I say, why do you want to sell it now? all right now're not when I say why do you want to sell it? we're not talking price. Right. We haven't got to that. But I want to hear what they say. And then I can ask more questions. Why would you do it now? And it ties into some say, well, hey, the the uh, uh, loan market is bad. Why would you want to get involved now? I want to hear the answer. I don't have to believe you, I want to hear what they say.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What they think. Sometimes they think, they think it's a good time to invest, it's not a bad. So it's what what I'm, I'm saying is in the flexibility, what have you. That you have to do uh, basically de- delve into the other person's psyche or the one of our to find out what they are really interested in, and, the, and then use that subtly for the best way to make a deal.
1: If you're and we often run into this right now. In fact, I can think of gosh three or four different projects where there's a political element. There's oh a,
2: yeah, oh yeah, and that that's it. where there's a political element, you have to find who who's. Who's the, po- who's the politics that's involved? Right. What would you like, especially when you deal with politicians, some just want to, basically, they want to look good. They want to have, want to come across with as, as being a savior to their uh, constituents or uh, uh, a fertile mind, whatever. And you have to be aware of that. Very often, it has nothing to do with whether or not it's a good deal or a bad deal. It's how that appears to the general public.
1: Right. We often, for example, in fact, we're going through one right now where there's actually a city council meeting going on in parallel with this meeting. And, you know, we, one of our team members is out there literally counting votes. And we know that we've got three votes in our favor and there's two that are on the fence. And uh, and yet each one maybe has a different set of motivations.
2: Sure. That's all. Yeah. And you have to find out what the motivation is and get to get to it. How, do, how can you uh, solve or help solve that situation? And very often, I would say, very often, as we deal with politicians, it's the perception, not the reality. Hmm. So it's how the deal is perceived by them, the general public, not necessarily whether it's a great deal. Uh, and when it comes to politicians, most of them, I would, a great majority, don't really know a great deal. They're not business people; they're politicians. So uh, it's, it's a different, different world out there. But it's a necessary part of it. They control all kinds of uh, questions, all, all kinds of answers, and what you what you can build, where you can build it, the time frame that's involved, how it's going. so. It's uh, it's different land that uh, you're that you're in, and it's constantly changing depending upon how it's viewed. Something can happen to change your motivation in a in an instant, mm-hmm. especially with what's going on now with the uh, uh, guns and schools and. Uh, uh, abortion. With, with, there's so many things that are up in the air uh, that could enter into a politician's decision to do a, to act in a certain manner.
1: So one of the things that you, you wrote about in the book is exploiting short-term financial thinking in others, where you were talking about oftentimes we might have different time horizons, like we might be looking on a five or 10-year time horizon, the other party's looking at a much shorter time horizon. Right.
2: All right, so then the question is, you have to find out what the time horizon is and why did they do it. So somebody says, "Well, I want to get this. I want to solve this property. I want to get rid of it in a year." And the question is, why? Why, no, why now? Why a year? I want to find out what the and then when I hear the answer, I will then question further based on the answer. Mm-hmm. How legitimate is the answer? So very often you find out that it's it's been uh, the answer is given, but I don't believe it. Because it's just, I mean, I've had situations where I say, unless this deal closes in two weeks, we have no deal. All right. Now, you believe? No. So I say, well, you know, it closes in two weeks. I'm going on vacation in, 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 in two weeks, and I'll be out for another two weeks. Can it wait a month? What do they say? Yes. If they say yes, the two weeks was phony. Right. If they say no, and I say, well, why not? And they have to explain why they took that position. And very often, you will find that the the position they've taken is just thrown out there arbitrary to see how you will react to it. When it's not truly something they can they need or they've really considered, they think it's a good negotiating ploy. Yeah,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Now, when you are dealing with politicians, have you found? And I know there is no one answer, but in general, giving something to, let's say, the city that is going to be. Of universal value versus giving a campaign donation, Um, have you any experience which is more effective?
2: Uh, One has much greater value than the other. The the campaign contribution does has less value than somebody getting their name on a building or uh, being the benefactor for some worthwhile uh, project which the city is going through. They like to have their name on it at that point, or they were the moving party. They got something done nobody else could get done, or they were... That's much more important to a politician necessarily than than just, just a campaign donation. Campaign donations don't necessarily work. It depends on on how much, whether or not your person's going to win, all right, and how they need the money, the, how they use the money, and I, I've, I've found that if I can deal with their uh, personal motivations or their ego, it's better in the, for the ultimate results than dealing with the making a cap, uh, contribution. Now, but subtly, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Yeah, you know, I can help you out. Do you need money?" But whatever it is, but that that should not be the
1: moving factor. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. That's that's actually very valuable. That's very valuable and something that, frankly, we'll we'll put into practice almost immediately after this call. Good. Fantastic.
2: And maybe you can maybe throw something out. Could could you throw it out of left field? A great idea. Nobody considered it. Like this, a playground for children, a playground for children that have uh, disabilities. Uh, That's almost a uniform uh, acceptance or something. Everybody wants to help sick kids. Everybody wants to help underprivileged, privileged people. So now if you throw out something along the lines, then they become a public benefactor, not necessarily a private benefactor themselves. So it's public, which is which very often can be the, the motivating factor or factor to get it done if you throw it out properly and you give them some kind of a broad idea, big idea that they might not have considered.
0: I love my conversation with George. I put, adv- I put his advice to work immediately in the days following our conversation, part of our negotiation in closing the deal on the Norris Ranch property in Colorado Springs. He's truly a master when it comes to negotiation. I truly, inv- I truly value and cherish the time we have together. At 94 years of age, one of the wisest men I know, I'm so blessed to have George in my life. Now, if you don't have a George in your life, ask yourself how you can find a George in your life. It doesn't have to be George Ross, but there's, Many experienced wise people that can help you. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.